ground here. All right, guys. Well, we're live. Good morning, everyone, from Rolling Market Mashup. Another show here. It's September 9th. And Subscribe. YouTube. Yeah, I was gonna say we got we actually have some some new followers that have been starting to tune in here. So yeah, I've been getting on some people offline. Yeah, I also am starting to build a little bit of a Twitter following, and they're tuning in on here too, just from posting about different market plays regularly and stuff like that. But rolling market mashup, you can find us on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter. We're also live on there, and we've been doing this for a few months now. We are a family. Mike's my brother, and Bob is our father. And Bob's the one who really got us into investing. He spent years at Credit Suisse and then spent years at Solomon Brothers and is one of the best stock investors I know, even though he's very humble about it. So that's what you're dealing with when you watch this show. And every morning we come on here at 8.30 Eastern time and we talk about what you need to be tuning into in the morning. We bring up the movers, we bring up new news, and we really talk about what's going to most likely move the markets. And the last few days have been slides. We've had several sell-offs. The market's been weak. And today, the futures point to a higher open. Mike, before you hopped on here, Dad and I were talking a little bit about whether or not we trusted the open. And it's definitely tough to trust this open. I was hoping to see the opposite and a bad open. And then that would, to me, be a good time to look at some stocks to buy. But it's a little bit more difficult when you see an open like this. Just a few morning headline news that came up. So it turns out SoftBank looks like they lost about $15 billion in their little call option stunt. Good. So, yeah, which I don't think is surprising. Um, AstraZeneca is really the big news. They put their vaccine trial on pause. They announced that yesterday. They were what seemed like the closest company to coming out with the vaccine, and they had some unknown effects in one of their patients, so they paused it. So that'll be an interesting stock to follow today. And, you know, the recovery stocks, which don't seem to be getting affected at all, I think it doesn't really matter that the vaccine news came out just because the cases are going down. Whether or not we have a vaccine, the cases are going down. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. AstraZeneca, and then Slack had their earnings. They're getting smoked right now, down 17 18%. No, I, I didn't short that stock. Yeah, I don't think any of us own Slack, but that will be an interesting stock to follow. I've traded it out of them. I don't own any at the moment, but apparently the street was not happy with what they had to report. Lululemon had earnings, what looked like pretty good earnings to me, but their stock's also under pressure right now. Which I think it's a good buying opportunity for them. When you think about if Trump's out of office, Lululemon with where they're based with taxes, I was doing some homework on that. They're a good play for if Biden's in office for tax penalties or lack thereof, the way they're structured. So that's something to keep in mind. Something to keep an eye on. So we'll definitely be watching that stock today. And how about Beyond, Dan, the factory? So that was yesterday. Yeah, Beyond announced that they were opening two factories in China yesterday. So and let's talk about what that actually means. When you're opening up two factories, it means demand is off the charts. Their biggest problem was supply chains, which it, when you think about the pivot they made throughout the pandemic with in, in home. Dad, you, you know where this is going. You know I've been huge on Beyond, but that's very yeah. positive, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that stock did the whole gamut yesterday. It was down you know, almost, what, to 120? It's crazy how much it moves. I know Dan's yeah. been day trading it, but I don't, that stock to me, it's like, it moves crazy throughout a day off of good news, up, down, and then down again, up. Either way, you know, find a point and just hold, buckle up. And yeah. I saw DocuSign's another example. I shit the bed. And I think it's a great buying opportunity the way that's come down. You know, yeah. if you look at all these charts, they pretty much all look the same. They've all come very close to their 50 day or through their 50 day on the downside. So if you think there's going to be a rally, it really doesn't matter which one you pick. I think it's a short rally. I don't think this, I think we'll see a quick rally and then sell off. Like, I think this is a good selling opportunity on this rally. Yeah, Dad, that uh, kind of makes me feel a little bit more relaxed when I look at this market. Because yesterday, I'm thinking to myself, I got to figure out which stocks here to pick up when this little flush out's over, which maybe today, who knows, for the next rally. And I think you make a good point, and that's that you could really pick any name, especially in the technology sector. They've all kind of shared the same little dip. And right. you, you got to think if you know, tech's going to rally, they're all going to just rally, whether it's Etsy or an Amazon or a Fastly, like these stocks are either all going to fly or come down together. Yeah. And I think you don't pick one, you probably pick three. So but I think there's definitely certain stocks, like when you look at Zillow and DocuSign that are better plays than others, where, you know, I think some of these are just, they've gone on these runs that aren't even merited. And then you look at like a Zillow, who has, is down back in the 80 range after climbing up north of 92 last week at one point. And I was jumping more and more back in Zillow yesterday on the down. So I'm, I'm back in there with an average price now of 80, 90. But if you're thinking a short-term trade, you look at the high flyers that um, have come down the hardest. And if you buy three or four of them, you're not gonna, they're, they're gonna be very similar. They're all going to move and sink unless there's a particular story out on one or two of them. And that's why you buy three or four. So that way you don't get caught in a bad story. Yeah, it's uh, it's also going to just be interesting to look at the sector levels. I know we were talking about the model yesterday, but it seems like I know the S&P dipped below this level yesterday, but it kind of seems like 33, 40 is somewhat of an interesting level to watch on the S&P where it's almost like you could look at that as a buying opportunity and then all the way up to like 34.60 and then sell back down to 34 or 33.40. Those kind of seem to be like levels that are playing ping pong with each other. And I know the market went below that yesterday, but if it comes right back above that, I've just been looking like I even went on an SPY index yesterday when it dipped just for like I was trading in and out of the index because it seemed like it was just a very fixed back and forth with the levels more so than any other stock I could find. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And dad, I know you bring up a good point with that. You can kind of look at the levels of Apple and the big stocks that really yeah. dictate where those indexes are going to go to determine how much lower they are going to go. Right. And, so, you know, the if you look at the mini S&P index futures, 
they came right down to their uh, 50-day moving line and bounced. And, you know, those are levels that people look for when there's big falls because they need something to grasp onto. So they usually will get a bounce off of those levels, even if they're eventually going to get go through them because people are looking for levels that make sense in stocks. Yeah, and yesterday you really did a good job nailing those levels. I mean, I think Tesla, you brought up the 330 or 335 level, flushed out that at open, immediately popped off of it, retested it, didn't break down, but like, you know. So, uh, and you could say that about a lot of stocks. Any stock that we went over, I think they touched the first level that you gave. Yeah, and some of them went through the first and second levels, but you know, the real strong level seems to have been the 50 day for a lot of these stocks. And they haven't seen the 50 day since they broke through it in March or April, I guess April. Yeah, and I have a few long-term positions that have come down a lot that are just good companies that have gotten caught up in this that I'm looking at too, like Take Two is one of them. Their CEO was actually just on CNBC before we even came on there, but they do the Grand Theft Auto and the video games for the Playstations. They've had a nice run and they've been caught up in the sell-off and I think that presents a good buying opportunity for them. I have a nice position that I might add to today. And then I know we were talking about Snap a little. I, I think it's interesting Snap stayed green yesterday when tech was down so much. That's why I bought it. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I got in Twitter, Snap, and Match yesterday, all three. I like all three of those. Twitter also, I saw the CFO was on Mad Monday yesterday, and it sounded like they're definitely trying to acquire TikTok. Whether or not it happens, who knows? I'm sure there's a they lot of fire TikTok and the Citizen app. That if they can bring in Citizen app, I think that would be unbelievable for them to monetize with help or report and Harrow.com. I would figure out how to roll up that website. I don't know who's behind that, but help a reporter out. Those are great synergies for Twitter, more than TikTok in my mind, but TikTok would be interesting. So a stock that I think, I know, Dad, you were saying you could almost pick any if you're looking for rally stocks, but one that I think might move more than others just due to where it was before the sell-off is the Boozy stock that you brought up a few times. more yesterday. <laughs> yeah, B, B, I mean, B-U-Z-I, I, I don't own any. I've been following them. They got all the way down below four yesterday. I'm long 3,000 shares of that. Yeah, uh, look, when it, when it got below four, it got a little stupid but it still is in that real speculative range of over-the-counter stocks. So it's a secondary type of name that, you know, in this kind of market, you probably do better playing the big names, but you- I want to see that thing just double when I wake you, up one morning. You know, the volume yesterday really wasn't there. You know, a couple of days ago, this thing did over 20 million. And yesterday, I think it was less than 2 million. So- that's what happens on these big, big down days, unless, you know, there's some particular news out. But And then obviously, you know, I know we talked about this briefly yesterday because it happened yesterday, but the Nicola and GM news was really the big thing that moved the markets yesterday. And I, I the, the move is crazy in my mind how much it's moved. and It looks like it's continuing to move this morning. Um, I, I think – 
What's more exciting, at least for us, is that Ford seems to uh, started to move along with it. And I know we all own Ford. Ford had some nice volume buying yesterday where it looked like there were some legit buyers stepping in. And, you know, for a while, that thing was running really high. Obviously, got caught up in the afternoon sell-off. But all eyes on Ford. I think this might be its time under the sun. Dad, what are your thoughts with Ford? Yeah, I like that they don't talk about it. And it quietly was moving higher yesterday. You don't hear anyone speaking about it. That's good. Uh, yeah, well, that's no. what we want. Let's see that go over 10 at some point soon. I'm sick of this single digit thing with Ford. Like for me to really be pumped about Ford, it'll start just hitting that 10 and then people start going nuts. Davy day traders like, oh man, <laughs> is this catching up to Tesla? Like, you know, we need that. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get that type of excitement, but if this thing got up to nine, that would be a massive gain. And that might be where I ring the register on Ford. I'm long a lot of Ford, so dad, let's see this thing make some money for a change. I'm sick of being loser in Ford. I feel like I've been waiting for this stock to just pop. I, mean, were, it's been, I was in high school. I don't know what's been going on, but I want to see think it. We might have gotten in at the top of one of the more recent rallies, but if you just look at the chart, it's definitely like on its way up. It has been for months. It's just got to kind of shake its way through all the noise. What are your guys' thoughts on Etsy joining the S&P? Because I know Tesla, you know, a lot of their – Last I think Etsy is a stock that when you really, I think they've been found by a lot of people that had never heard of them the last few months with Discovery. And what, you know, at the end of the day, I think this is great for them for just recognition and bring flooding more investors into the stock. I think yeah. it's a home run long term and it's a great holding. I don't own it yeah. personally right now, but I'd like to. Yeah, you know, this S&P thing in, in the S&P, out of the S&P, it means something for a short period of time. And then once it's in, it's in, and it's not as important to the movement in the stock at that point, other than it gets caught up in the index. So if there's a future flush where they're buying the futures, this stock is going to react more to that on a day-to-day -day basis. But, yeah, I will uh, say Etsy, people are probably thinking when they look at the stock, like, oh, this is a play on masks. It's really not at all. It is to an extent, but this is an e-commerce website where you get higher end things that you would never think to get on Amazon. So here's an example for you. I first was introduced to Etsy probably about a year and a half ago when I was looking for really nice, expensive paintings for my apartment. And you're not going to find that type of stuff on Amazon. You're not even going to feel right buying it on Amazon because Amazon doesn't feel like that type of website where you want to get more higher end things. So that was the first time I was drawn to Etsy. And then Danny, I got her this tow ring when we were in France and she lost it in the ocean the other day. So I was trying to find her a new one and all websites pointed to Etsy. Etsy is where you go. It's almost like Shopify that they power individuals to have businesses on e-commerce but it's almost like higher end things that you would just feel almost sleazy about getting on amazon like i'm not gonna buy danny a towing on amazon i'll do it on etsy because etsy's kind of that type of site so it's definitely different than amazon in terms of what you would go to etsy for it's more 
collector style things and Etsy you know. and Pinterest should merge. When you really think about their models, it's interesting. Yeah, but that's just where I think Etsy, th there's a lot going on on Etsy underneath the surface. And I think they've been- It's high-end gifts when you think about it. You can get yeah. great gifts for people at target prices that are, I think back to Century 21 with clothes when I was in high school to get, I'd go with Frankie time to get great stuff on discount. It, it, that's kind of like Etsy, like Dan just said it with e-commerce across the board, like artwork for college kids in a dorm if they want to get something really cool or a hip mask or jewelry. So yeah, sounds like a commercial. Well, it's a great, when you well, really think about it, they fire on so many cylinders and it's probably a, a company that's an easy acquisition target at some point, even though they're massive, they, they bring a lot to the table for so many of these behemoths. It wouldn't be yeah. shocking if they're, they're brought into one of these M&A deals at some point. Yeah, I mean, they have a really high market cap. The one thing that scares me about Etsy is they're trading on a really high multiple. So they're obviously highly valued right now and need to continue to really grow a lot. As they should be though, with how many funnels they're in with selling. When you think about the different yeah. niches they cover, they deserve that multiple. So yeah, like, I, I don't mean, think Amazon is a threat at all to them. Like when you think about how many niches they exploit, it's- they're dangerous. Yeah. I look at it like if you're really trying to have the e-commerce monopoly for the future, it's Shopify, Etsy, and Amazon. If you want those three names, you're covering all aspects of where we're heading with e-commerce, which supports the, the big conglomerates as well as the local players are going to exist. Dad, let's switch gears here and talk a little bit about the energy sector. I know yesterday you were watching them closely. Tell us why you were watching them and what you saw with them and like what it means for the overall market. Well, first of all, there is a, um, a nice rally in oil today, but yesterday it was, um, oil was down a lot because Saudi Arabia, um, basically, I, I guess what they did was they went over their allotment and that, that made oil go down which in turn scared the banks and the banks were down to re really low levels after a nice move they had. So that scared a lot of people. So that on top of the tax just made for the perfect storm for a really bad market yesterday. But the fact that the um, oils turned today, I think is a good sign. Um, I'm looking at BP is up nicely and so is, um, Chevron. Well, Chevron's not up as much. BP is starting to really feel washed out on the down. That's why I bought more last week. Like at some point, it's like, all right, this is either going bankrupt or I'm bound to make some money on it at some point. Well, it could be something in between that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of them at all. I'm annoyed I own that stock. I think long term, it's going to be a great level when we look back to have bought. We've been saying that for years with this company. Long, what is long term? I haven't been saying it for years. I've been saying it for months because that stock was trading it's in the like this for years. A year ago. No, it hasn't. It was trading at 40 before the pandemic. But they really so. haven't gotten their act together since that leak. Like they have not been the same. And I don't know okay. if they ever will be. They never well, bounced back. Them, they had so much money to pay out. It took them years to go through that. That's pretty much behind them now. The big issue 
which we talked about is that they're really trying to be the clean energy company. And I don't know. That's that I think of BP and I think oil in the ocean, clean energy. <laughs> my like that's not them oh, really on this. Like I just don't buy that. Elon oh, yes. Musk can play that game, not BP execs. Let's not fool ourselves with that. Speaking <laughs> of uh, BP and oil, I feel like we have to talk about the electric vehicle space because once again today it's on fire. You guys know I've been playing the knee trade a short time. Which has been working out. I don't own any right now because there's no way I'm going to hold a short position overnight in these types of markets. But this whole sector, I mean, Tesla <clears throat> right now, pre market up 21 bucks. Neo up, you know, 56 cents. I mean, these stocks, you just can't keep them down. And I don't know. I keep, I, I still think this entire space is overvalued, but maybe yesterday and the few days leading up, it was all I'm going to see as far as a sell off. I'd love to get in Tesla, but I was really hoping to get in at those 200 levels, not the 330 levels, but it's starting to think that that's a pipe dream because I feel like there's a lot of people that want to get in, in Tesla. But well, I think Neo is also- a good way to play Tesla. The poor man's uh, Neo, NIO, has been moving pretty much in sync with uh, Tesla, um, obviously just recently. But um, it seems to me whenever Tesla has a run up, NIO is right behind it. And yeah, vice well, not for sure. And yesterday, for what it's worth, and I don't know how much you could really look into this, but there was definitely a level of strength in NIO at 17. It had that initial flush out at the beginning of the day. But then at the end of the day, Tesla flushed back down to where it was at the beginning of the day. Neo held those 17 levels. So I don't know if that's something to look out. But, you know, after hours, they quickly popped off of the 17 levels. Now I think they're trading at 1750 or 1762. This stock was as high as $20.50, I think, even a week ago. So, you know, it, it, it's obviously all over the place. Again, I want to make it clear. I'm not really big long term on the electric vehicle space. I think it's going to obviously be here to stay. But in terms of just this frenzy that we've had and the mania around these stocks, they've gone up a lot in a really short amount of time, which is scary. But they're really active every day. Great day trading stocks. Yeah, what are your what are your guys' thoughts right now on Boeing? Because they're kind of now in. You know, I was just thinking about Boeing. Boeing had a horrible uh, day yesterday off of this article over the weekend. I was thinking, there's this show on TV called Air Disasters, which played 24 seven over Labor Day weekend, and all they do is show different plane crashes and analyze them. And I'm thinking that that put the damper on Boeing for the for the whole week. But well, no, yes, seriously, this stock got down to 158 and changed last night. And um, I think you have more upside from here than downside. At the You know, this level is pretty reasonable to get into Boeing. I should have waited a little to get back in this. Well, yeah, I think yesterday they announced some production problems with the Dreamliners where they delayed the deliveries of them. And that, I think, is what caused the stock to well, sell no, off. They, they, the, uh, they're being investigated for uh, some of the frames 
or showing that, that they've had problems. So they're so, trying to figure that out. So aren't they delaying now the deliveries of the Dreamliners because of that? No one's buying anything right now, so it doesn't even matter. The point is you don't want to have structural problems on the 787, on the back of the 737 problems. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But I think very soon they're going to get uh, the okay on the um, the max. We go ahead. So we'll have to watch when what the stock does after that. Yeah, what about, about Shopify? I mean, not Shopify, Spotify, SPOT. I was looking them up a, a bit earlier. I feel like that could be a, a good entry point right now again. It's falling. Yeah, it's kind of a no man's land down here. Um, it better hold here or it could go all the way down to 200. So, yeah, I'm tempted. To, I, I was in and out of that stock a bunch a few weeks back. Uh, but definitely tempted to get back in now. Yeah, this is a weird safer names to play in right now. I don't like safe, Dad. I'm not well, into no, that. Dad, right I think Dad, when he says safe, means names that kind of bounced off their support level. Yeah, that's poor. I jump on a roller coaster here. Spotify, though. I mean, they broke that. Yeah. I mean, how do you not like them at the, falling off the way they've fallen off? I'd their, like them a lot more if they held the 250 level. But yeah, you know, if you look at Spotify or Shopify, <laughs> they both look the same. Look yeah, at the control. I've been confused. Yeah, I mean, Shopify is a name that frustrates me because at the heart of the market crash in February, I bought some thinking like I'll slowly build a position and never added to it because I never got a chance. And it's just. It's like my biggest gainer, but I hardly own any of it. And I've been looking for an opportunity to reload more. And I, I mean, this chart to me looks a little bit better than Spotify in terms yeah, of. Yeah, it's a little, I think it is a little better. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's a good time to buy some of this stock. I mean, if things got really ugly, maybe it goes down to 800. But if things bounce back, this thing's probably going to go to 1200. Yeah, and let's not forget about our uh, Donkey Kong. And I was uh, going to just bring up Donkey Kong and Penn. Donkey Kong is DraftKings. These these names are strong. I mean, especially Penn yesterday. DraftKings and Dad, you kind of called us yesterday where you thought that DraftKings was going to be a good trade into NFL season. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and also and, I don't think Penn's um, app is coming out till the second or third week of the season. So that gives DraftKings a big edge That's going into the season. What are they doing there? I don't know, but you know how these apps are. You, you know, you think they're going to come out and then it's another week delay, two weeks delay. It wouldn't surprise me if that gets delayed till the sixth or seventh week of the season. Or next year, who knows? I did yeah. see yesterday Portnoy put something on Twitter, like kind of like inviting people to the beta testing for their app, which I think they're doing either this weekend or next weekend. I mean, that they're going to crush it with that. When you yeah, have guys like Portnoy and Big Matt and guys with the following where the Jeff Rollins of the world are going to use them instead of DraftKings if they're playing the games, 
And again, I don't know what their app is going to look like as far as fantasy or just sports betting. I think it's going to be completely different than DraftKings. I think they're more going to be trying to compete with Bovada as a sports book, more so than a fantasy gambling website. And I think they're going to crush it. I think that's why Penn is obviously up so much. But I also think that their app being successful is not even close to being baked into this price. I mean, I still think Penn is such an undervalued. Player. I think it's really you have to also think about like the, where we're heading with gamers, and you know, you see how big that's gotten, and going live streaming, and what you, even hearing the DraftKings CEO talk about peer-to-peer gambling in the future. You've got to think Penn has that on their radar, without question. Where Portnoy can gamble with Dan Roland. Like, literally, you're going to see that big man on campus. And, you know, I've been big on trying to gamify the house party for a long time. You guys have, I've told you that for years with the cornhole and the different things. That's where we're heading. There's zero doubt about it. You can't rely on pro athletes to gamble or, or for that matter, a casino. We've seen that during these times. Anyone should be able to be a platform for a bet. And that's why this has so much upside to me. Yeah, and just because when you look at Penn and their business model and market cap, it doesn't bake in the fact that they're about to be an online bookie. And, you know, an online bookie for anybody. Think about that. We used to gamble on simulated video games in high school. Like these kids are, people are degenerates. So they want action. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the reality. And the last stock, because I know we're about to be off here, but. Can Look, I know I keep bringing them up, and it's almost a joke, but there's nothing funny about it. Dave and Buster's Symbols Play. I mean, if you've been playing this since I started talking about it, you've got over $5 game from 13. And, you know, uh, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, One of the gonna, I don't think I'm going to play play, but I'll root for you, Dan. Yeah. day trading stock. It's, you know. Great day trading stuff. I think it's, it's beyond me. It's time to get on that train for people. It's like you can keep hearing me bring it up 80 times a week, or you could just buy it. Well, All right, guys. Well, have fun. So, yeah, yeah, have fun. We'll try and make some money today. All right. Talk to you.